0: All right, looks like we are ready to roll. So welcome to Work at Life, our first episode of this new show. Um, I'm Maddie Grant from Propel. I'm a culture designer um, and a workplace culture consultant. Um, And I'm here with Sonia. Do you want to introduce yourself, Sonia?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My name is Sanya Lucina. Um, I am an organizational psychologist, um, huge advocate for making people happy in life, at work, and just so thrilled to be here with you today, Maddie.
0: Yeah, this is going to be really fun. So we had the idea to start this, um, what do you want to call it, podcast, videocast, um, to really just just chat about, you know, work-life balance um, in general, but specifically, you know, with the pandemic, everything has changed, workplace culture um, issues, you know, it's always about culture change, but all of a sudden that's, you know, exponentially different and faster. And, um, you know, life and work are enmeshed together in ways that we never knew were gonna happen. Uh, So, you know, we have literally a million different topics to talk about, but we're going to use this weekly chat to just, you know, also get topics from people who are watching and, you know, see what's top of mind. Um, So, but it'll be pretty organic, pretty informal. Um, One of the things we do want to do is start off with a data point um, just to kick off the conversation. So, Sonia, I'll turn it over to you for our data point for today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and like Maddie was saying, her and I have
1: known each other for several years. And every time we have an opportunity to connect, we just have so many things that we love to talk about. And we're so passionate about doing research around organizations and what drives people and what gives them the passion. And it's it was really fun to be able to have this format. And so we came up with a ton of different ideas for what do we want to share? What could be important to people? We ran a bunch of different surveys and polls to get input um, around questions. We thought we were really important. And so we have a lot of content. But what was interesting, as Maddie was saying and thinking about the past year and beyond, but especially the past year and how we make sense out of everything and how do we continue to feel energized, to feel optimistic, from day to day, one of the interesting theories that we came across that's probably not very well known, and I was laughing a little bit because it's one of those things like um, the quote, culture eats strategy for breakfast that was attributed to Peter Drucker, but nobody really knows who said it. Um, It's called four burner theory. And nobody really knows, I don't think, in the research that we did who came up with this. But Maddie and I talked about it and we thought it was a really interesting concept. And so what is it? What's the four burner theory? The idea is is that for you to be successful, you have these four burners in life. And it's health, it's family, it's work, and it's friends. But to be successful, you have to turn off at least one of the burners. Because much like the goal setting that we have thought about, and more in the work context, the more things you try to focus on, the more difficult it is to really feel like you're good at something. So you can do all four, but it'll be really challenging for you to excel in any one area. So we ran a survey of 600 US workers and we asked them if you needed to in 2021 turn off one of the burners, what would that burner be? And these were the results that we got. We had 10% of people said that the burner they would turn off would be health. 21 said family, and then work and friends were about equal. And so Maddie and I had an opportunity to talk about the data a little bit and what does this mean, uh, Maddie? I'll let you jump in with some of the first insights, and I'll take a pause because. We had so many thoughts. And so that's yeah. why we were so excited to, to share all of this with you today, um, just what does it mean and how could it apply to to your day-to-day life?
0: Yeah, so it's really interesting because you can think of some very obvious examples of, um, you know, CEOs who spend all their time at work, you know, who barely have any time for their family, but, but they're, you know, millionaires, you know, because of it and that they do really, really well. Um, So maybe in traditional times it would be, you know, family that's lower down the list or friends that's lower down the list. But I think here, you know, you can see that just one of the results maybe or effects of the, the pandemic and lockdown is actually seeing that family and health are just so much more important than maybe you thought before. And everybody, of course, thinks that family is important like you know, this is not about not thinking that but just in comparison to you know or or just the connection between family and work or health and work like all of a sudden it's just like oh my god like i cannot actually do anything if i'm not healthy or if i'm worried about my family members not being healthy it just it yeah. to me it just puts the whole thing into huge perspective yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we wish that we don't have, but we can start
1: benchmarking today is if we would have done this survey a year ago, where would have health been? Because I think for a lot of us, we did sometimes take it for granted. And we said, oh, I'll exercise. I, I have one more meeting or I'll eat healthier, but I'm so tired today. We'll just order takeout. Um, I think the one thing to really think about, again, is really making these conscious choices because it's really really difficult to be great at all of it. And I've seen, I've talked to a lot of people, I've looked at a lot of research where people are just incredibly hard on themselves and what they're looking to accomplish. And that they want to be just the most amazing spouse and the best parent, and they want to excel at work, but at the same time, be able to exercise every day and and still you know sign up for the next marathon when we're able to have marathons again. And a lot of times, it's really difficult to do, to do all of that. So one of our recommendations based on this research that we're seeing is that here we asked people, you know, in 2021, what would you, you know, which burner could you turn off or would you turn off? But the question can be done weekly, introspectively. The question can be done monthly. If I now am going into February, what's most important to me? it's just one chunk of time. And that way I can make that conscious decision. And maybe if I'm not doing yoga every day or I'm not eating salads for lunch every day, it's okay, because I decided that maybe that's, I'm just going to turn that burner off while I focus on work or while I focus on family. Um, So that's, I would say, one of the takeaways to to take a step back, reflect, because I think you will feel a lot more um, satisfied making that conscious choice.
0: Yeah, another um, angle to it too that I've been thinking about a lot is around sort of the understanding that some of this stuff is really foundational to doing better work, right? The whole point of this conversation is the connection between the work side and the life side, and the, and how intertwined they are. And you know, there's obviously a big trend around wellness and and also around um, you know perks in the in the workplace this is pre pandemic but perks related to gym memberships and you know all these kinds of things yoga <clears throat> the yoga room and you know things like that but i do wonder i i still feel like a lot of that stuff is literally like a perk it's like an extra it's you know something kind of outside of work but it's not necessarily seen as the really truly foundational part of being successful in the workplace. And it feels like there's opportunity to to change that around for workplaces to be more um, intentional about this stuff. Um, and not in terms of just, you know, everybody competing in their leaderboard on their step goals, <laughs> you know what I mean? But just more like I don't know, I don't know the specifics, but just more truly helpful to make sure that everybody's feels supported. And same thing with family, you know, the, it, it's kind of shocking to me that workplaces in the 21st century still don't have, you know, childcare just as part of your workplace. You know, like that's so, it's like low-hanging fruit. Like, why aren't we doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, of course the pandemic we know there's statistics around women being the ones who weren't able to go back to work. Um, And it's just, it's, it's put women back a lot. Um, And maybe next time we can talk more about that with some actual numbers, (laughs) because I don't have those off the top of my head. But you know, there's all these things that it sort of shined a really bright light that was not grammatical. But anyway, there was a really bright light, on you know these kind of underlying things that that conscientious workplaces could do so much more to help with in the future, I think, and really bring us into the twenty first century. Uh oh, I think Sonia's frozen. So um, I'll see if there are any comments from people watching. Oh, hey, Dan. Um, Okay, Dan's comment, I wonder if pre-pandemic the number for health would be higher. Well, exactly, that's exactly what I'm thinking, that these numbers would have been totally different um, before the pandemic and that basically the health number was just probably, you know, the one you would cut off because whatever, right. Um, But now all of a sudden, it's just like, amazing that it just has become so much more top of mind, and not just your own health, like your family's health, right? Because, and this is so for, I'll speak for myself, I'm in that mid stage of my life, um, where I have aging parents, but I also have kids who are, I mean, they're not babies. Um, they're actually about to go to college and one in high school. But, you know, so like we're kind of dealing with both ends of of the stick in terms of caring for people. And, you know, we we also want to we're probably we're also in the mid stage of our careers. Like I have, you know, twenty five, thirty more good years left in me of work um and i love what i do and so you know i mean i it's always back to the whole work-life balancing but i think the statistics are shifting and and that's what this what we're seeing in this four burners theory
1: yeah absolutely and I think it for me it's like i laugh at myself because as a psychologist and as somebody doing this research i know i still need to practice it better because I'll go to bed at night and I'll think about it. I have a, a book. I, I have a two and a half year old and I'm still trying to learn how to raise a kid. It's my first one. And so I have a book about child brain development. Then I have a book around um, leadership development. Then I have a book around performance management. Then I have a few podcasts. And then I have masterclass, where I can learn anything from cooking um, to persuasion. And so every time I lay down in bed, I look, I'm like, what am I gonna read now? (laughs) Where is my brain? Where is my focus? And it's that forever um, balance of deciding what is really a priority. But one additional thing that, that stood out to me, so for those of you who know me, know that I talk a lot about empathy and relating to people. And a lot of that was from research, but a lot of it was just self-discovery as I was growing up and as I was seeing how my mind shift Mind shift happened. And so when, when I was younger, I waited to have kids a little bit later in life. And so when I was younger, I focused a lot on work and I had endless hours and it was common for me to work on the weekends because I wanted to and I loved it and it energized me. And I remember at times thinking when my colleagues would leave to do something with their family, like, oh, but we're still not done with this project. And I wouldn't necessarily judge them, but I was curious about the decision they were making, thinking, but this is so important. And then I became a parent and I thought, oh, you know, when my kid needs me, I will be there. And, And to me, that was not the only time that I realized how challenging it was to put myself in, some, in somebody else's shoes when I had not experienced the same thing they'd experienced. So to me, what was really interesting with this data, that especially when you looked at something like work and friends, it was almost evenly split. Even family, I think where a lot of people would say, oh, but family is so important. It doesn't mean, and there's a question around, you know, do you turn a burner completely off forever, or is it a period of time? Um, it can certainly be a period of time. It's just making that conscious decision at the moment and it doesn't mean that maybe the flame completely goes away. It doesn't mean that you'll never show up to dinner with your family, of course not. But maybe, you're, you know, you say this month I'm going to be 100% present with my kid and I'm going to teach him or her all of these different things. And then the next month you say, I will be there at dinner every time, but it's okay if the nanny steps up because I have this huge project at work that I need to get done. But I know that there's a timeline for it. And when I'm done with it, I can go back to doing what I was doing before. But it is so critical during this period of time when all of us are going through so much. And there was an amazing McKinsey study that was done last year that actually showed through a tree how differently people were experiencing the pandemic. And for me, as somebody that has kids at home and you know, you look at homeschooling, you look at managing different things. I thought, oh, that's so challenging. You have to be everyone, everything for everyone. You have to have this positive energy. And actually the data show that people that lived alone were one of the groups that was suffering the most. And I thought, wow, how incredibly insightful. So again, it's Um, I I would take this data as a way to really, another way, another view into people's minds, that people prioritize things differently. People can be at a very different point in time. Um, But as Maddie, you were saying, as organizations to continually have that conversation with people, understand what their needs are, and in some ways help coach them and make some things easier as they're making these decisions for how do you dial up or dial down some of these burners?
0: Yeah, I actually... Really like, um, Jose's comment here um, around you know turning a burner off and then how how you strong the relationships are to get them back. It, that actually applies to all of these things, right? If you yeah. focus too much or not enough on a bunch of them, um, then it, you know it becomes really difficult um, to to ramp it back up. Um, so. Yeah. Oh, good reminder. So yes, we need to reintroduce ourselves um, for all the new people who are here. So I am Maddie Grant, Um, I'm from Propel. I'm a culture designer, um, a culture consultant, workplace culture, and I'm here with Sonia. You want to, Sanya introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, my name is Sanya Lucina. I um, am one of the leaders at Question Pro and just a huge enthusiast of helping people be happy in my career, particularly at work, um, but really in life in general.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we uh, decided to start this weekly live stream. Um, oh, and by the way, I forgot to say earlier, it's going to be m- more or less 22 minutes. So little tidbit of, of interesting chat, not too long, hopefully, you know, just enough time to, you know, eat your sandwich or have your cup of coffee. <laughs> um, but. Basically about all kinds of topics related to work and life, um, hence our name, Work at Life, um, and especially you know, post-pandemic, there's so many different things that have come up um, that have changed how we think about the workplace. So, um, and every week we'll try and start with a data point. So for this week, this is the the one up on your screen is the four burners theory. Um
1: absolutely so um there's a few comments and a few questions i think that are very interesting around turning down the burners turning off the burners how much balance do you have and um there's actually quite quite a lot of research and so it's funny because there is an article and we'll follow up we'll send it out on social media Um, where a person talked about like well could you outsource the burner and could you like turn it down or how how does that work and i think all of those are possible i think um one of the areas of focus is where do you want to really excel so it's not to say i'm not going to talk to my friends at all you know they're done for me for this month Uh, but to consciously make the decision to say hey my friends might get together maybe zoom happy hours these days more more than likely um, and i might not be able to make every one but i'm not going to be myself up about it because this month there're just a couple of other things that i need to do so it's not not the idea of all of the, not all or none and i was actually reflecting on last year for myself and going you know to the show and i had moments that i really needed my friends and I was on the computer with them with different groups and I, I currently actually sit in Argentina <laughs> for those of you who who don't know me um, might be surprised by that with my accent but I, I spent half of my life about in the U.S. another almost half in Europe and I'm now here and so the people that I love and care about friends and family included are all over the place and so I had to make those conscious decisions and there was a period that I really wanted to be close with my friends and I really needed that that connection. And I was on the phone with them a lot and and, and um, it was really important to me that at one point I actually reflected back and I thought, so far this year I've been terrible seeing friends, why? I started a new job. <laughs> and so I needed to, I wanted to ramp up in these things and I wanted to be really successful. Now of course I've had calls with my friends and I've stayed in touch. But the frequency of it was very different. So, again, it's not necessarily all or none. It's just making the conscious decision of am I going to be really amazing at it this month and like the world's best friend? Or I'm going to be there when people need me. But just proportionally, maybe I'll spend like less time um, than I would have maybe in the previous months or than I planned to in the other months. So, I think that those were really great questions and, and great observations.
0: Yeah. And one thing that actually I find interesting is that the percentage is still quite high that who would cut off work. So that tells me my theory is that that's the people who work, you know, for the paycheck because they need to pay the rent. Right. And I would love personally to get to a place where everybody has, you know, sort of passion for their work. And I know that sounds you know unrealistic but i don't think i don't think there's any reason why we can't make workplaces that that help people grow in all the ways that they need to grow and have you know the health and family and friends that they need to take care of at the same time um and the work that we do and that sonia does like it's it's at least partially about getting to that place where we have really great workplaces that people you know really want to come to work and yeah. it's not the one thing you cut off and you know if you had a choice yeah. uh, well and hence
1: the name of our show it's work at life not work and life because there's this idea of this incredible blend and in a lot of research that we're doing it's, it's really fascinating because for a lot of us i mean you might be able to tell Maddie and I are, you know, dialing in from our homes. We're not in an office. Um, my baby is my little boy is sleeping in the room next to me. And so all of a sudden our, our whole worlds are all in the same place and they became blended really quickly. How can organizations help people do that more intentionally? And so a lot of times uh, we're really active parts of the people analytics community and the ideas as well. How do we collect the right data? How do we make the right decisions? We want to make sure it's not too personal. And so it's not always black and white, because I think that the philosophy around that was changing. You know, we talked about employee engagement, and we talked about satisfaction at work. But now more and more of the friends and colleagues that I talk with, it's about life. And it's about how can organizations really impact that whole life and That was really the point of our show is that there's so much blend and there should be. There's this incredible opportunity to bring everything together and continue to make it better. Um, And now it's just, what ideas can we share and how to do it intentionally? How can we test different things out together? And I think sometimes there's a fear around, well, what if we do something and it doesn't work and it backfires, but then, you know, what's the chance of not taking risks? What's the chance of like, what is the, the drawback of not innovating is you're kind of stuck in the same place and so, I think we can take one good thing out of 2020 is that it forced us in many ways in this incredible change. And so can we just take that muscle and say, okay, so that was unintentional, but now we're gonna do it intentionally. We're gonna really rock it in 2021 um, and figure out a way how to really make all parts of our life coexist in a very different way maybe than they, they did before.
0: Yeah, so I think that's actually a perfect way to end our chat for today Um, it's a great sort of conclusion about what this show is about and of course we want a lot of ideas from you know all of you watching um for data that we can um collect and um topics to talk about we have a a huge list but you know always looking for kind of audience participation so to speak (laughs) Um, and we will be here every tuesday and we'll just chat amongst ourselves if you don't come. So you need to come so we can talk to you.
1: Well, and thank you everybody so much for joining us. Um, We hope it was interesting for you again, like Maddie was saying, all the input, all the feedback, all of your ideas, we love to hear from you because we just happen to be two friends that have this now fun forum to be able to share thoughts and ideas that we know the more people we talk with the more interesting and the more valuable this will be so please reach out to us um again social media otherwise and we can't wait to see you again next week thank you so much again for being a part of our first episode <laughs>